0: Yes. So, so if you could, if you would just introduce yourself again, for, um I know we did this once, but yeah. Please do it again so that people know who you are.
1: Yeah. Thank you. Um my name is Ash and my pronouns are they he and I am a death walker and um psychic medium and that means a whole lot of things, but in a nutshell I help and support people who are actively dying and those who are actually not active dying, um, take steps in their process of death and dying and, and really process what's happening on a spiritual level as well as, um, logistical, physical level. And I talked to loved ones who are on what I call the other side, um, in spirit form and, and make that bridge between them and their loved ones so that there's less fear around death, physical death, um, and more love and more connection with each other. So that is what I do and who I am. I'm also identify as black, as queer, um, as non-binary. And yeah, I think I'll, I think that's it for today.
0: Uh, what 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 percentage would you say you feel called that this work you do is a calling, and versus how much you you're choosing to explore what it is?
1: Mm, wow, yeah, it's a really great question, Will. Um, yeah, I feel. It's interesting because I've thought about this, um, but never really verbalized it. I think I, I feel very called to do and offer this work. And I honestly, <laughs> this is going to sound maybe extreme, but I don't feel like I have a choice. Um, I feel like my guides that I work with on the other side made it very clear to me that this is what, (laughs) like, my highest self um, is here to do to offer. And I, previously to this, I had been through so many different um, life paths that I thought, like, oh, this is it. Oh, this is the thing. Like, and it constantly felt sort of like chasing the big purple elephant or something all the time like I was like yeah I'm just gonna I'm almost there I want to be an actor and I want to make movies and I want to do theater and I want to um you know before that I want to do this and teach and I mean all these 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 things and and they were all great but it felt like something was a bit missing and I feel like with this work As mediumship working in death, I feel so called in a way that I feel, like, nervous and scared because I, it's really unknown territory.
0: Mm -hmm. So, yeah. But when you were trying out all those different jobs, Death Walker was not on the list, right? Like, that wasn't... uh...
1: (laughs) Definitely not. And I think, too, I, you know, I would say that my family is very accepting, you know, but for them, like, this is just like context, for them saying that I wanted to be an actor was wild. (laughs) Like, they were like... That is not real, you know, and we live in a linear world and how are you going to feed yourself? How are you going to survive? So if I had, if I had known what I've known now that I would be a death walker, they probably, I don't even know. They would be highly concerned. I feel like, and be like, all right, well, we're gonna just talk to you for a minute and make sure we can hear you clearly. Um, So yeah, I, I think I had no intentions of even knowing what a death walker was. Um, and let alone that I would tell the world that like, this is what I'm doing with all the stigma that's attached to the kind of work I do. So,
0: yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> now they're begging you to go back to acting. They're like...
1: That's right. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, you know, when... <sighs> I mean, I've had these feelings, I've had similar feelings about um, conversations with myself where I ask, like, am I choosing to do this or yeah. am I choosing to no longer stop or ignore something? And I I always come back to the image of sort of letting, you know, active surrender, sort of letting go actively yeah. as a, a way of describing any mm. type of quote unquote spiritual work that I do mm. um do you does that resonate with you that letting go
1: yeah, I mean deeply it feels like part and parcel it feels like oh yeah that's that's part of um, I like the biggest lessons for me actually have been letting go because in order for me to offer this work and to dive into uh the psychic and spiritual all these realms I mean my analytical mind really has to have had to take a back seat and my fact finding and my analyzing all of that has really like really had to go offline because I'm not I wouldn't be able to let go fully and see, okay, where's this going to take me? Where's this going to go? I have no fucking clue (laughs) and I'm open to it. Um, so I feel like, yeah, what you're speaking to resonates deeply about there. There's a huge aspect in, you know, once you say yes to something, um, not really knowing and, and being in the mystery with it. And, and that ties a lot into yeah, what what the death work is like for me as well, and offering that it's it's a lot of um, you know I was just talking with a client actually the other day, and we we're working with their um, their will process, and they had all of these plans, you know, and they were like, I want to, what about this, what about this, but then what if it doesn't like turn out right, and and I it was like instant, I got a message from their guides come through, and it was like at the end of the day, like we all have to let go. Like there's this moment where we are transitioning out of these bodies where we have to literally like all the plans no longer even matter. Like they just kind of, you have to, you're in this whole other process um, that has no words really. And so Mm. they really were like, whoa, yeah that's right. <laughs> so, mm. uh-huh. Like that letting go is, is a, is a big theme, I think, even in life and in oh, death.
0: Yes. It's almost like, yeah, there's a poet I know named Zach Savich, and he, he talks about the, the sort of, he, he calls it, I think he gets this when his father was dying, his father called it disentangling. Mm. Like it's not that dying is difficult or painful. It's the disentangling of life that is challenging. Yes. And I think a lot of people who don't who maybe actively don't think about death and dying on a daily basis who try not to think about it, they don't realize they don't realize how early the process of disentangling can start Mm. Uh, and that it, it might be better to start it early because it's it's a naughty, naughty thing like life. Yeah. Um, So that letting go rhymes with that disentangling.
1: Yeah. Yeah. There's so, there's so much in that, actually. I'm just like, whoa, disentangling. Like, that's a great word (laughs) Um, to describe that process that, like you said, it's it's really a gift if we can do that now One, when we're well, when we're not in the last hours or the last days or last months of our lives. And that's okay too. Yeah. But there is, it's, I've seen such different processes around people actively dying. And when they've done a lot of untangling, like way ahead of time, when it comes down to the actual process, it's so, it's just, they're just like, there's an acceptance that radiates it it's just humbling it's absolutely humbling mm. and they just they just melt in and not only that they let go of and I think this is obviously the hardest thing to think of or even feel in our bodies but the complete letting go of everyone we love and everything we love around us you know knowing that these are physical things and that we're always we can we're with all of these things like they don't like it's so it's like both you know um we're letting go but we're also becoming part of everything so exactly. it's this illusion right <laughs> yeah yeah it's like we're going somewhere and then everyone grieves but it's like well, actually we're everywhere now
0: <laughs> yeah it's that image that I think of um, is you know. like when we look around today and you see so many people like so many people in so many different ways in the United States holding on yeah. so tight yeah. things because it's as if without like actively muscularly carving out a little identity for ourselves, you know, you just would feel awash in the chaos. And so people in all sorts of different ways cling and hold on and hold on and hold on. But the image that I always get is, it's like, you're holding on for dear life as if you're like dangling yeah. from a dangling from a ladder that's thousands of miles up in the sky but what you realize when you let go is that like you're only an inch off the ground and that <laughs> and then when yeah. you really feel your feet there on the ground you're like oh yeah you know, it's not even it's i love what you said about the the letting go is also this becoming everything but it's like the letting go is really the the final aha moment when we realized it's yeah. have always been part of everything.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Like, oh, I just got chills. I feel like that's, I just saw this vision of you were speaking, like, you know, you, you step off, you know, the ladder, you let go from the ladder and then you fall, but you're not really falling. You're like expanding ooh. and you're, and you're opening and widening into this like bigger there, this biggerness that like envelops everything, this beautiful bigness. And it's, I don't know, I just got chills feeling like, yeah, that's true. Like that feels so true to me that you become part of this. What I like to say is like the loving energy, the, the you know, the cosmos, the biggerness um, of everything. Yeah.
0: Yes. Yes. I mean, I think this is related. So you, you had said to me that you're interested, you've lately been thinking about I'd love to hear you say more about this, about the difference between uh, being able to utilize multiple modalities to access this everything, this bigness. And moving, as opposed to feeling like there's only one path.
1: Yeah, you know, this recently came up. It was a grappling um, my partner and I were talking about. um, And I thought, this is so interesting, this this feeling... um, I, I was, I was, I was wondering, like, I'm so, we're so curious about the world of psychedelics and why people take psychedelics. Like, well, why, and we got really existential. We're like, why do people just even take drugs, right? Um, I was a partier in my day. I was in LA. I've done a lot of drugs. <laughs> um, I don't do any now, obviously, because I like, I I can't, I don't need to. <laughs> um, and it's... <laughs> I'm in ether and and realms that our people are like, what are you on? You know, I'm like nothing. (laughs) Um, But so, so that's, we got into this conversation and it was so curious thinking about um, the different ways that people want to connect with something bigger than themselves and that not being so binary as opposed to like, I think the culture can tell us, like, well, if you meditate or if you do this Kundalini and stand on your head, or if you do this other thing, like, this is the way, or if you do this, like, this is how you connect, or if you sit in this posture, like, only this posture this way for this amount of time, then you will connect. And to me, it feels so much bigger and expansive and so different for every person that there's not just this one way to tap into that consciousness that always exists it feels like it comes in so many different forms and what I hear from my own spirit guides is that we often can miss it like I have a lot of clients who'll be like I don't feel anything like I don't know and it's and it's like they actually are when they're sitting and like holding their cup of tea you know and having a moment in the morning before the baby gets up or they're, you know, they're in the garden and they're looking at a flower and giggling or like watching a little bug move. I'm like, it's there, like it's right there. Like spirit is like, boom, right. You're right. You're, you're touching it. You're touching it. And, um, it just, I think we make it sometimes harder, um, to feel that tapped inness. And then becomes, like, all of these different, there's, like, too many ways or something, or, like, too many distractions. of like, I don't know how. It's like, well, I should do this and do this. It's like, there's something for everyone, I feel like. And I don't know if you've seen this movie. Um, it, it recently came out on Disney called Soul. Oh, yes. And, mm-hmm. Ugh. Oh, my gosh. I mean, Disney Disney has come a far way. Because when I was watching Disney movies, I was like, there's all sorts of wrong with these movies, right? Like, don't even get me started. But whoever they have creating for them now, like, wow, I'm impressed. Um, and my partner and I have watched it a few times now. And I love, like, I it, like get I burst out in tears every time because there's this moment in the movie where... You know, the main character is like trying to find the thing that he's really good at. And he's like, this is the thing like this. I know I'm a jazz musician. Like, this is the thing. This is my purpose. And what he finds out is like, it's not the purpose. It's all these moments of watching a leaf fall from a tree or watching a little kid like play with her dad down the street that he feels these feelings of meaning of meaning and that's where his guides are like this is what it's all about you know experiencing your own spirit and the spirit of others in those in those meaning moments and I just love that I feel like that is such a good um way to think about the the, like multitude of ways instead of just like these 10 ways to get enlightened or something I don't know I feel like there's a lot of that jargon around and yeah, I would just love like to like blow it up and be like, but what else? Because there's a lot of subtler,
0: um ways, you know, that, that we can tap. Wow. Yeah, I'm thinking in so many directions based on what you're what you're saying. I think I mean, it's like what I I talk about with people when I am teaching Reiki is sort of there's an important paradigm shift that is the, the difference between trying to get somewhere. And realizing that you're always already coming from that thing.
1: Uh, yeah, Yeah.
0: And, you know, that is a major... That's a major one. Um, Because then that leads to the difference between trying really hard... Right. ...and beating. Right.
1: And I wonder... I've I had this curiosity of like, I wonder if that springs out of the cultural feeling of like not enoughness. Like, Absolutely, yeah. do you know the not of not like I am not enough as just a sovereign, beautiful being like being here, existing, breathing, smiling, laughing like that's just not enough because I'm not fill in the blank, you know, producing or you know, all these things. Like, what is it to feel? that enoughness on just like a very soul level, you know? Um
0: Yes. I think yeah. also, I mean, I, I think also that binary thinking is a big problem. So I think like mm. people yeah. feel injured and so mm. then they seek the opposite, which is quote unquote being healed or fixed. Yes. And that binary doesn't exist. So you actually end up, always just working from a deficit or a scarcity sort of mindset, you know, and you start to perceive health as a static event that happens once and then you're fine. And like, that just doesn't exist. So we have to do all this active, again, letting go of these binaries that structure our lives. Right. So that we can reformulate you know, like a new geometry of the world. Like, well, if it's not about, it's not about illness and health, if it, or if if it's not about that, then what, what's going on. Right. And and I think that, you know, in the grief work that we do, this is like, this is like, you know, sitting in brokenness Mm. to the point Mm. where you realize there's no such thing as like putting the whole back together again. But you got to really sit in there, and that is something that most people avoid. Yeah, Um,
1: yeah, because I think too that the culturally, you know, the U.S. specifically, I will speak from, and I won't say everyone in the U.S. You know, but there is a there is a a skill of grief that is not incorporated, you know, that is not taught, that is not developed it's almost like a, like a very tiny muscle, you know, that never gets worked. And so it becomes, I feel like it just, there's no tolerance for it in in a way that um, when you work with grief on the regular, oh, I think it, it begins to, it begins to shape you, or at least it shaped me in ways that I would have never imagined. And it also, widens and has widened my capacity for love and for holding other people in grief that I could never have imagined I just thought well it opens and then it crumbles you and then you die like it's it's too overwhelming but in fact it's the absolute opposite when you say yeah I'm gonna feel it all you know the
0: image that I kind of I've talked I've talked about sometimes is you know so, like, with origami, the art of origami, you know, people can do amazing things with origami. And for years, people have been figuring out all these beautiful, mind-blowing ways to fold a piece of paper into, a, into, like, a little creature, you know, that looks like it's about to, to move around. And that was amazing. Okay. And, right. so, and scientists took note of all this, and they were, like, studying it, and NASA uses folding technology all the time. But then wow. somebody came along and realized they're like, well, what's the biggest like, you know, impediment to doing even more mind-blowing things with origami? And they realized that it's because you can only fold a piece of paper so many times before it's not possible to fold it anymore. Mm. But then they realized that if you actually crumple the paper, like if you mm. ball it up over and over again, right. it, it takes that rigid piece of paper and turns it mm. into something that is capable of all new kinds of folds. Wow, and the crumple origami that's out there now is like really my. It's like you know, it's like a Gaudi, like uh, like when you go to Spain, you see Gaudi's cathedrals, and you're like, wow, well, did he, yes. make, <laughs> how did he make that stone drip like that? You know, it's like it's like a whole other way of working with matter, and this is how I think of working with mm. grief regularly. It's like mm. you are now crumpled paper, and
1: yeah
0: it feels bad because it feels like you just want a clean piece of paper, but actually as a crumpled piece of paper, the amount of shapes you can take is mind blowing. And I, and I really, I mean, we, we advocate, you know, we really try to advocate for people to be crumpled. Yeah. Um, but it's interesting for you because it's a different, I mean, you've I we've been emailing and you've been mentioning grief. I know it's active in your life usually and right now a lot, but I, there's something yeah. there's something different about the actual dying process where where grief yeah. is sort of suspended um for a moment for this other, what I presume is like a, a passage, you know, for like a everyone's energy needs to be focused towards the, 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 the passage from here to there. Yeah. And grief is kind of suspended in that moment.
1: Yeah, it, it is. I, I, um, it's, you know, it feels akin to, um, I got this image of everyone holding their breath, like, <sighs> And then letting go. And then the grief comes in. And usually, yeah. and sometimes not, you know, God, we know that grief is so not binary It's like so vast and so wide and so many colors and so many textures. And um, it may not come for a year, you know, until that first birthday or anniversary or all of these, these markers of, oh, you're not here um, and it can come right after the release releasing of a loved one who maybe was cared for by someone um, in their family for, you know, two to three years, and they are finally transitioning out of this body that's been really difficult for them. You know, that grief can come in quick to that caregiver. Um, yeah. So, yeah, it, it feels like it's, oh, yeah, it feels like it's sort of... I don't want to say lurking in a creepy way, but it's sort of it's it's there, right? And it's it's sort right. of
0: in the like back. I'll, it's like I'll give you a moment. I'll give you a moment. Like yeah. Yeah. Take, take take a few minutes.
1: Uh, yeah. Yeah.
0: And I'll come back. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I'll come back. Right. I'll come back. And so yeah, I feel like it's it's um yeah. It, it it's interesting too. It it depends on, you know. The, the It depends on, on a lot of things, um, too, is some people really want to not show their grief or want to really be um, respectful of the person who's dying and what they, they wished for. You know, they, they may not want um, a big grief session while they're making a transition. And sometimes they do. <laughs> they want to know, how did you feel about me? How do you feel about me not being in your life anymore? You know, they want to feel that. And so I think it's for me, it's a very interesting place to, to be in yeah. um, because I am I am holding um, that space and honoring what is asked for. And I'm also human and not and not perfect um, and not always able to control my feelings. And um, that's OK. You know, I think it's complex um, but I think, yeah, the grief sort of weaves in and out, and and is is there, you know. And and sometimes, you know, my my role is to really um, come in and name it, and and have it be welcomed, um, and have it be with us, and hold it, hold that grief with reverence. And so, yeah, that what have
0: you learned? That feels like an important important piece what have you learned about when you're holding that space? What have you learned about how your body talks? If that makes sense, like, you know, your mind, like it's not an either or thing. Like the analytical mind is still going. You're still doing a lot of like, you know, emotion reading and very rational things in order to hold that space. But then there's also like your whole body is tuning to this event. Have you, is there words you can use to talk about Like what kind of language your body is working in, in that moment?
1: Yeah. You know, it's similar. Um, such a good, such a great question. Um, I think, yeah, it's so it's right. It's a lot. The mind is going and holding and reading and tracking, um, and even logistics, it's, you know, all of that is there. And my body feels alive in a way that might be like very, um, uh, confusing if one were to like listen to me right now and be like well wait you're someone's transitioning how do you feel most alive Hmm. but there's something that happens in the room when someone is transitioning where my body feels almost like this open field Um, where I'm sensing not only the, the, the room and what's going on in the room, but I'm sensing this energy and these fields that are also opening around that person and energies that are also coming into the room and visiting with the person and, you know, souls that are not being seen that are there. And so it feels like a very sacred and expansive experience in my body. Um, and my body feels very soft, very receptive, very open, and it feels like it's a place for people to land, um, and know that it's okay. Like know that because um, what I what I feel and experience is a lot of, um, and not all the time, but most of the time, I've experienced a lot of tightness in other people's bodies as their loved ones are transitioning and a lot of gripping and a lot of holding even not breathing so what, what i feel is also my role is to be the breathing be the open like and by doing that by by opening and oh, deep breathing even audible sighs right they might look at me like what are you doing <laughs> it gives them permission to go oh right my body okay yep and you know, it's funny. It, I think of it a lot. I have a lot of friends who are, um, labor doulas I and was just
0: thinking this is it, very similar. Yeah. Yep.
1: Yeah. And it's so, so similar. Um, yeah. especially when we think about somatically, like what's going on in the body Yeah. and the tension in that room when people, when someone's delivering and, ah, you know, it's nervous excitement. It's all the things, um, and in a different way, it's, it's, it, it feels very similar. And so, yeah, I, I really try to bring in a very grounded presence and a very grounded space and a a soft space for people to really come into. Um,
0: yeah. I I'm drawn to the image of the open field. Like, Mm. you know, that's really, that's really fascinating. It, it, It makes me think of like, you know, each individual is so vast, but, but we tend to keep ourselves coiled up, um, for practical, for practical reasons. Um, (laughs) we forget, some people forget how to unfurl all the way. Um, but what you do there is you've, you, you continually teach yourself how to unfold and unfurl into that open space and it's almost like by maximizing your energetic surface area you're more able yeah. to conduct in the electrical way like maybe also in like the symphonic way you conduct the all of the different frequencies that are going on in that space and it's yeah. such a beautiful Equal parts active, equal parts passive posture. Um,
1: Yeah. And it it feels, you know, I will say too, I always, like, I'm never alone in doing this. Like, I always feel my ancestors right next to me. Hmm. Like, I feel them right next to me and I feel them behind me um, supporting me in what I'm offering so it feels it's it feels so supported by my ancestors and by spirit to be able to hold that space and i'm well aware that i couldn't hold that without them but because i know that they're there and because i can feel their lineage my lineage so strongly it feels like i can open up and and trust because You know, I think when I'm in that space and widening to the wider field, that is, it's an interesting place, much like, you know, the evolution of my mediumship. Mm -hmm. There were times where I felt stuff and was like, oh no, I don't know what's happening here, but I'm freaked out. I, that's weird. I'm done, you know? Um, So it's been a process to be able to open up to that field, stay open, feel things that have no words for feeling. And to stay with, and again, like you said, hold, but then let go. There is no gripping. In fact, it can't flow if there's gripping for that holding of that space, you know? And and for the that soul, that spirit to um, really be in that transition and, and let go fully, you know? Mm. Yeah.
0: I mean, I, you know whenever we talk i always end up coming around at some point to thinking about like how beautiful this whole process is and like you know beauty is really the word that always comes to my mind it just feels so you know it's like a it's like seeing a really like rugged mountain landscape or something it's like you're like wow look <laughs> at the vast look at the vastness of that um it, it's, yeah. it's 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 big, it's a lot and it's, it, it
1: really yeah. Is,
0: yeah, beautiful. Um, So what, so as you continue this work and you, you know, as you sort of refine your sense of what you're doing, like, do you have a, do you have a goal? Like, I mean, you know, is it, how, what, how does one, how does one continue to like, you know, climb up the mountain or like, you know, <laughs> yeah, and the plateaus, like are you are you <laughs> are you aiming to does it have to do with working with certain populations, or does it have to do with maybe broadening your reach or what how do you talk how do you think about that
1: yeah, I mean, it, it's um, it's funny because I feel like I am so nonlinear um. And we live in a linear world. And so I have to, like, like I can tap that on. I can put that hat on. And I think for me, um, how I do this now is so different. Like, I'm following the impulses that I'm receiving. And the impulses that I'm receiving are to keep, doing this work and to keep offering my services free for, um, BIPOC folks and transgender folks in the community and, and virtually. Um, and that feels like, yeah, that's going to be with me till I die. Like I, I want to keep offering that as long as I can. Um, and then also, yeah, the work I think is, is broadening, you know, a lot of, a lot of the reason that This has grown so fast and unexpectedly. Like honestly, I was like, this okay, like I'll I'll say yes and we'll see what happens, you know? And I'm like, whoa, like I don't even understand this. Um, is because I a lot of people were were needing things that I could offer. And I really just listened to that. I listened to what was needed and not what I wanted to do or what I wanted to give or this works for me. It was like, this is what's being needed for healing. um, And I want to be a part of that. And where I'm at now is just, um, yeah, widening, you know, what does it feel like to possibly be in in person this coming year more? Yeah. which feels really big, that's a big calling I'm hearing from people who want me to be, you know, in their homes, in their facilities. Um, and I'm like, whoa, okay, <laughs> that's a lot to ponder. So I'm I'm sitting with that and um, a lot of requests for, you know, one-on-one sessions and specifically I'll be offering um, readings starting in July. Yeah. Um, and that's something that I really, I, I do, I like, I do, but I was really like, I don't know if I'm going to offer that as, as an offering, maybe that's a personal thing. Mm -hmm. Um, and I've had so many spirits come through and so many loved ones, um, really wanting to connect, um, and really want to heal in a way that, 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 that offering does. So I said, yes, um, and so, yeah, I, I'll be stepping into that fully in July um, and offering that work to, to everyone, to anyone who um, wants to, yeah, wants to connect with with their loved ones. And so it feels like it's it's steadily growing and I don't know what it holds. I know at some point I'll need help <laughs> because it's expanding, <laughs> which is great. And I definitely can't, like, keep, like, I'm not a digital person. I don't like email. I like gardening and, you know, uh, I like farming and I like uh, playing with my bunny. And I I love, like, tactile in-person nature. Like, I could be without a phone for a week, you know, and that doesn't really help what I'm trying to get out there. So it feels like a balance right now.
0: <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, I think also though the, there is a... A growing movement here of people who are doing this type of work, and it's totally possible yeah. to find each other and and sync up and you know, start cooperatives and um, totally and
1: and that is happening. yeah, it's definitely happening on the underground um, for a few a few different folks I know who are starting that death death care provider. Um, cooperatives and, and I think like you're so you're definitely really...
0: in one of the epicenters out there in in Eugene. You know that that little corner of the Pacific Northwest yeah. has always been very the energy. I feel has always been right for that <laughs> type of work. So <laughs> yes, totally. <having> grown up, <laughs> yeah. grown up in in Seattle. You know, I I like. I'm always trying to explain to people. I'm like, but there's a certain like dark weirdness there that is. Yeah. <laughs> from the East Coast. And I. It's like, it's kind of like in certain seasons when the sun goes down, like all of a sudden you're in a David Lynch movie. Like that's what it feels like. Like it's just like an, <laughs> yeah. another dimension reveals itself. Um, yes. But now I mean, I'm like, oh, well maybe it makes sense because maybe that's supposed to <laughs> call people to that part <laughs> of the, of the country. And then they'll be able to, you know, people will be able to start something. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Uh, <laughs> it'd be cool if it happened yeah. to here in Asheville too, but everyone in Asheville is like pretty <laughs> in terms of like structured events. It's been a little loose. So they'd be like, yeah, maybe we'll get together. Maybe we won't.
1: Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But, people are pretty, um, yeah. Committed and, and, It feels like from the ground, roots up, like starting things. I'm like, wow, okay. Like there's a lot of energy. And um, like you said, like a lot of collective support around these sort of offerings. So that's,
0: it's great. It's really great. Well, if people want to find you online, how can they do that?
1: Yeah, you can find me at, on Instagram at um, Sovereign Spirit Death Care and then online Um, I have more about my work and my offerings and it's at www.sovereignspiritdeathcare.com. And yeah, that's me. Fantastic.
0: Well, I'll stop the recording. We can just talk a bit more, but I think that's enough for everybody to sort of digest and think about for a bit. Um, Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks so much for, for thinking with me through all these things.
1: Yeah, you're so welcome. Thanks for reaching out. And yeah, sorry, my face can't be seen when you're talking to an image of me
0: but no the I voice it, I mean it well um, it'll be a vo- voice recording anyway and it's nice to actually just have the voices and and
1: that. yeah totally totally okay. uh thanks so much will.